spring. <laughs> Would you like to start again? Happy spring. Happy almost spring. Well, dang it. Happy spring. It is happy spring because the 20th of now, who knows when I'll actually get around to editing this podcast, but <laughs> the 20th is actually the spring, first day of spring. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you. There's just something about knowing it's spring, even though it feels like spring. I know it's spring. I need to go buy an umbrella. Well, yeah, we're going to get a lot of rain, just so you know. I forgot. I need an umbrella. Okay, let me ask you. You have long hair. Does it all freak out when it gets wet? Like not, I mean, just human outside. Do you have those issues? Not really, because I have this mentality of it's just going to do what it's going to do. It's going to do. I don't, I'm not attached to it. My (laughs) sisters freak out because theirs get all kinky and all that. I've never been. No? I've never been. Mm. My hair's real short, so it doesn't really matter. I kind of love my short, short hair. And if I really cared about it, I would color it. Oh. Instead of highlights of gray. But I think that that's biblical. To have highlights of gray? No, just that you have gray hair. My hair is tinsel. Well, yes, because that's sparkly. And I know you love the sparkle side. Yes. (laughs) But there's other things about spring that I like and not the rain. I'm not really a rain person, but I have lived in locations and you've probably done this too, where they don't have thunderstorms. And so I love a good thunderstorm. Oh, my stars. My kids do not like thunderstorms. Really? Brian and I, we could just sit and listen to them. To me, they're calming. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I love it. Th- I used to sit on my front porch and watch thunderstorms. No, actually, I've done it. I just did it last year. There's just something about that awe and wonder Yep, that it's so powerful. I don't love when lightning actually strikes close. Super close, yeah. I've had that happen before. But I, I don't know. There's just something about a thunderstorm that I just think is amazing. So... When we lived in San Diego, it, it doesn't rain much in mm-hmm. San Diego. And there was a stent of about three days where it just kept raining. And it was a big deal. Coming from Ohio, no big deal. But as somebody from California, it yeah. was a big deal. I remember Isabel being 18, 19 months old, looking at the sliding glass door and saying, what's that, mom? Really? Oh, yeah. It was the craziest thing because she had never really experienced rain before. Well, you know, those of us that have grown up in four seasons, you know, there's a girl that was just here the other day from Florida. She's never seen snow. I just don't even. I remember that in the Marines. I had friends from California that have never seen snow. Yep. Well, and I grew up in Orlando. We didn't have snow, but I remembered it as a child when I lived in Ohio. Yeah. There's just something about like, I just I don't know how to relate to that, I guess. So it's, it's, it's weird. It's odd. Same thing. When we lived in Hawaii, there were things that happened in Hawaii. Thunderstorm, not common at all. People would freak out. On a thunderstorm? Yeah. Maybe one time in the three years I can remember. So is it the dry heat? Is that when it's really dry? Is it when it has less because... Angie, I'm not a meteorologist. I I know. Neither am I. All I know is that when I lived in Colorado, we didn't have thunderstorms either. Did you know it snowed like crazy? I the other day did actually hear. I asked my son if he'd gotten a little snow. Just a little, right? <laughs> well, and then somebody from Cheyenne I just talked to the other day as well. And she said something about the blizzard. And I was like, oh, did you get a lot of snow? Right. You know, I'm, just, I'm just playing dumb. But they're like, oh, my gosh. Well, she sent me a picture of her car. It barely looked like a car. It was just snow. <laughs> so, yeah, they got a little bit of snow. 
Well, people who live there obviously know what to expect. In Ohio, we don't know what to expect. I could walk out the door right now and my car would be covered in snow, even though spring is upon us. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right? Yeah, I guess that's true. When we first moved here six years ago, it snowed in April and my kids were like, what? I know. That even though spring's coming, I know there's still another there are, snow. There are curses, curses. on Earth. Oh, no, those are like hurricanes and things you can't control. I'm kind of glad I don't live in Florida. Now, when you lived in Florida, you got rain, but wasn't it like really quick? Don't they like like oh rain? like ten minute rains and then they're done? Yes, I remember in Florida, rain was wonderful. You could it could rain, walk into a store, walk out, and it'd be done raining, and the sun would be out, it'd be shining, but the but the smell, the warm humidity yeah the smell (laughs) of rain in florida it was refreshing but the humidity was yeah i do i do love the smell of rain yes i didn't like it after mount st helens erupted but yeah (laughs) you probably weren't around for that but i was well anyway back to the florida thing when i was a kid i remember taking a vacation to florida to see my grandparents and i remember we were on the beach and it started to rain and they were like little rain shelters and you just jumped in a rain shelter and I'm like, why are we standing here instead of leaving? And they're like, because it's only going to last 10 minutes. Yep. Wait 10 minutes and it'll change. I don't understand weather enough to know why that happens. I just don't get it. I just accept it and move on. I guess. I mean, I remember being at, I guess it was Disney World and it started raining and everybody just went in the stores and then they went back out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Weather is, is just amazing to me. It's just amazing. What's your favorite season? The spring. Really? Because it's newness. Is it because it's upon you now or is really spring your favorite? Because it's this refreshing of the earth, you know? And I feel like winter is kind of like when things die. Right. (laughs) And I grew up in upstate New York. We had a lot of snow and it was six months of just gray skies. Right. And I loved it when the spring came. The other day I walked out and I heard the birds chirping. (gasps) Yeah. And I was like, yes, spring. Yes. And when you see the flowers start to come up and, you know, poor little flowers, you know, it's going to get cold again, but you go ahead. Right. Anyway, I just, I don't know. There's just something about life. And it's just a reminder that every day there's new life and every spring there's new life. And I love to see when the animals are having their babies and things like that. I remember last year I was driving down that road. I don't know. It's a road between you and I. That road. <laughs> that road. And I saw a deer cross the road. And I, of course, slowed down. I was way back, but I saw this deer cross the road. As, as, as I was getting closer, she finished. Okay, what's the thing about deer? There's usually more. Right. Right. And they will just jump out and there were woods on both sides. But what came next? I just laughed. Because it was a baby. It was a fresh, brand new baby. Because he didn't know what the asphalt was. Oh, no. And so it didn't want to step onto the asphalt. Mom was gone, right? Mom crossed the road and was gone. This baby didn't know what the asphalt was. And so he took a giant leap. Oh, my God. And landed on the asphalt. And as soon as he realized he had his footing, he just took off. (laughs) But just that giant leap onto the asphalt I just made me laugh so hard. That was a brand new baby, for sure. So giant leaps, really, that makes me think about, I don't... Adventure. It does. How many times do we just take a giant leap in life? I mean, really? I am up for adventure. I really am. No, I'm not going to go skydiving. 
but I, there are things in life that I want to do physically and spiritually to take a giant leap. If I asked you before, we've chatted before about a bucket list. Yes, we've right. gone through my bucket list. Right. I've got a new one that I've added to it. Ooh, I love it. So my Evie, eight years old, she told me the other day, and she said this a couple of times. Oh, I want to do and whatever it is, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And add that to my bucket list. Who says that? What eight-year-old She's, says, I have a bucket list? Uh, apparently, you're smart eight-year-old. I don't, I mean, but hey, she's got more time to do it. <laughs> well, that we is, would hope rather. That is true. She is. She is adventurous. I, I learn a lot from my kids. I do too. But don't I don't want to skydive. Would you ever skydive? No. I told Brian before we had kids, I said, you get all this out of your system now. Let's update our life insurance. Yeah. Wills, skydive. Make sure the wills in oh, check. yeah. Skydive, bungee jump, all that crazy stuff. Because after we have kids, mm-mm, mm. sorry. Oh. Love you, but I just. <laughs> now, the craziest. I'm scared of heights. I don't know if you knew this. Thanks to my brothers and how mean my brothers were. But oh. anyway, I'm scared of heights. And I got on the top of the 40-foot tower in the Marine Corps, and you have to jump off. So there's two sides to this tower. No rope? No. No, there's, of course, a I rope. Didn't know. Okay, let me explain it to you then. Okay. There's two sides. <laughs> One side is a repelling side. So you're hooked up in the harness, and you have to hang on the edge and it's funny because they take the pictures too. You hang on the edge of this repelling tower and then you walk down about eight feet and then you repel the rest of the way. It's training. Okay. Okay. But the other side, you're in your harness and they give you about 20 feet of rope that's just there. So you literally have to jump off the wall and then hope to God that rope catches oh. <laughs> and, then, and then let yourself down the rest of the way. I'm telling you, that was probably the scariest thing I've ever done because there's this, all this slack of rope that you're falling for a good, well, it feels like a few seconds, but you're not. It's only just a few seconds. I mean, well, it feels like a long time, but it's not. It's just a few seconds, but you jump off and you are waiting and then your hands are in the position. And when it catches, it really does catch. Okay. That's moral of the story. There is a bag at the bottom just in case, you know, something. But right. everybody catches. Um, but I had to stand and look over the edge. And I had to make a conscious effort to jump. And I watched other people not being able to make that. They lived in so much fear at that moment, right? Dagnabbit, Brian and I were just talking about this this morning, about overcoming fear. Yes. And I said, the example that always comes to mind is the high dive. A child on the high dive, they stand up there and the longer they stand, the more scared they get. And look down, the more scared they get. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they jump, they are on a high and they're like, let me do it again. Let me do it again. Right. Right. And I don't, I would not jump off the repelling tower a second time, just so you know. (laughs) Oh, so you did it once. I did it once, but that doesn't mean I want to skydive or any of that kind of stuff. Well, maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll just take that back. Is that on your bucket list? No. Okay. Just check in accountability. <laughs> no. Okay. No. But I, I mean, I take comfort in the fact that there's a qualified person who is actually jumping with me. <laughs> I still don't think I'd do it. But I, I have friends from the service that have been, you know, that's what they did in the service. And they've jumped hundreds of times and right. they love it. Oh, I couldn't do it. Anyway, that, ad- that adrenaline rush. It is the adrenaline rush. I get that from roller coasters. My stomach gets enough on right, a roller coaster, right. which I 
can't really do anymore either because of my concussions. But I did have a lot of years of riding roller coasters. Did you get a concussion on a roller coaster? No. You just can't put your head in that kind of trauma. Right. Oh, what if we go? What if we go to Cedar Point and I buy you a helmet? Could you go? No, it's my brain that's rattling around inside. <laughs> Sorry. No, the only roller coasters that I can actually do are the ones that hang because they swing. Ugh. They swing and you go upside down and you swing in both directions. It's very fluid. But the ones where you're sitting in the seat, you get banged around and I would get another concussion. And I get concussions this, that easily. This is what your doctor said. No, like that's on, like you're not allowed. Not, well, it's a pretty obvious because I've, I've, I've had a few, I mean, my accident was one. I didn't, well, that time I may have hit my head, but the you other. You just don't remember. I, no, it's. The, the times that I've gotten concussion, the first time I got a concussion, I was, my body was banged up. So I was really concentrating on getting my body healed. So that's when he said you, that was your first concussion. There's no way you could have lived through that and right. not had a concussion. So when I got the second and the third concussion, it was not hitting my head at all. It was just a jar. My stars. It was my horse, you know, just right, pushing right. me really hard. That's the same force as a roller coaster. I was not on the horse. I was walking the horse and he just muscled me over and I fell on my hands and knees. That is, those were the two. My did not hit my head. You do not have to hit your head to get a concussion. That's what I've learned. The fourth one, the fourth one was my car accident. And I think I did hit the head, my head on the door because I got swung that direction. Either way, four concussions, not riding roller coasters, not taking the chance because I lose work. I can't work. You're on the advanced program. I am. Concussion after concussion. Yeah, after I just concussion. one day I'm just going to be eating Jello. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going. That's my life. I'm going to eat Jello and watch soap operas. I don't know. <laughs> Do they even make soap operas anymore? <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. I think there's people who still watch them. Oh my, my great grandmother started listening to soap operas. She's no longer listening. living anymore. They started out on the radio. Oh sure. Do you know anything about radio? <laughs> <laughs> she, she did. And I always thought it was hilarious, but she had her shows and she started out listening, which I thought was so foreign as a child. I just can't. Yeah, because I grew up in the television era. Right. Black and white, even. Right. I remember when we got a first color television. Yeah. I mean, we were late bloomers. I, they were out when I, I won't I was tell born. you what I used to think about people that started out with black and white. Oh, come on. What? No, just. That old. Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe not. I was little. Well, that's okay, because my kids still, to this day, they've said, I mean, when they were younger, Mom, did they have TV when you were little? Did they have cars when you were little? <laughs> it's inevitable, right? <laughs> exactly. But I was talking about the other day when I was doing, I did a sermon, and one of the things I said is we live in a microwave mm, culture. Yeah. And I remember when we got the first microwave, okay, I remember it. My mother would not let me stand and stare at this thing cooking inside because she was like, that's not safe, which it I think is causes probably... concussions, right? <laughs> Something yeah. with the brain. I don't know, but radiation, maybe. Right. I don't know. I think that was probably wisdom back when they first came out. But I remember that before we had microwaves, we had those boil in a bag dinners. Mm. Do you remember boil in a bag dinners? No, sweetheart. I don't. Oh, are you kidding me? I don't. Oh, well, now they're all in the microwave. Um, what had happened was it would, they were they were meals that were in little bags. They were sealed bags. I kind of figured as much meal in a bag. And you boil it in water and that cooked it. And then you just poured it out. So there was like stew and there was, well, what my mom would call shit on a shingle. I don't know what they call it. It's um, corned beef and ca- corned beef. 
corned beef, and what is it? Hash, corned beef, and cabbage. I don't know. No, not corned beef and cabbage. It's um, it's corned beef and like a white sauce, and she would also put peas. That's why she called it shit on a shingle. Um, Which I'm assuming you're going to edit. No, uh, maybe. It's a podcast. I can say what I want. It's my mom's words. It's not my words. It's poop on a shingle. I, she never said pooped on a shingle. She That's said okay. shit on a shingle. Um, anyway... It's, it is, what is that called? Dried beef. It's not corned beef. It's dried beef. So you take the dried beef in the store and you make a white sauce like you would for, you know, macaroni and cheese or whatever. And then you cook it like that. And she put peas in it and you've never had that meal. I take it. It must've been depression food, not because I was depressed, but because my mother grew up in a family that went through the depression. No, I've never had that. But have you had cow's tongue before? Oh, accidentally. Oh, no, my mom would make it once a year and make us eat it. And I was like, oh, we had it in South Africa and he wouldn't tell oh, no, them. This was America. I lived in America. <laughs> in America. I've seen she it made on us, the shelf. Oh, my star. She made us eat it. And every Why? time I would eat it, I don't know. She wanted you to live as missionaries. I don't know. We're going to have to ask her. I don't know. <laughs> but I just remember when I would eat it. It tasted like the feeling of a cat licking your hand. <laughs> yes. Have you? Yes. So, yes. So when we were going through the line, there was a very good meal in South Africa. Uh, the meals were fantastic because we stayed in a hotel and he was, that was his family that owned the hotel. And so he always made that one night. He always had him make that one night. Cow's tongue. And he would, yes. And he was like, you're going to eat that? And I was like, no, what is it? He's like, I'm not telling you till after you eat it. And then he wouldn't tell any of the rest of the group. But yes, you, that little, no, the tongue thing, you. I yeah, know. no, I, I just didn't. I took a bite and that was it. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, I think your mom wanted you to live as a missionary I'm in Florida. I'm not sure. That may, have been, that may have been a budget thing too. Yeah, you know, we always joke about depression food because we have a, a friend that always wants to make things with cabbage. And I'm like, oh. no, that's depression food. I don't want that. And they thought I was talking about being depressed. Oh, oh. I'm like, no, I'm talking about depression era. Right. Like that's what they made. Potatoes and, and cabbage were, you know, that's what they made stuff out of. So, but you know what, really, if you think about it, the food that's now all that processed stuff that no, just good. makes me sometimes yeah. I vomit. I don't have any draw to fast food anymore. That's Every once awesome. in a while, I'm like, a Big Mac sounds really good. And then I go, oh, no, I would not eat a Big Mac at this point. I might take somebody, I take a bite of somebody's. You know what? It's really not about the Big Mac. It's about that sauce, which is just Thousand Island. So you can do, you could just have a Thousand Island. Actually, you and I, we have a recipe for a Big Mac in a bowl, which is actually really good. I know. I know. That's really good. I'm going to have to make that. Mm, that sounds fantastic. You're hungry, aren't you? I am hungry. It's time <laughs> to eat some lunch. Anyway, depression food. So there were things that my mom used to tell me about how she grew up. And she grew up in a, let's see, she was born in 36. So she grew up, you, know, you got to think about it, during World War II. Right. And she grew up post-depression era. And so they were still, her grandmother would have been, in it right and her mother would have been young but she would have still been in it right so they had very strict rules in her house plus her mom was a single mom at this point and mm. so they lived with her grandmother which she she said she called her big mama oh wow because i don't know that was just her name um but there were things that that she talked about um growing up which i thought were kind of interesting 
for instance, she was really big on etiquette. And I don't know what it was about etiquette, but I guess, you know, it's that mentality like we may be poor, but you're not going to act like it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she said that when they ate meals, they had to eat everything on the plate, first of all, which was a bad thing to pass down to my generation that right, ate right. so much. So you had to eat everything on your plate. And my mother had to chew 28 times every what? bite. Yes. Because I have never heard anything yes. like that before. So when I was younger, I remember watching my mom eat and she was like a rabbit, like she was eating so fast. And I go, why? Why do you sound like a rabbit when you eat? And she said, because my big mama used to make me eat 20. Every bite was 28 chews before I could swallow it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I'm trying to comprehend that. Yeah. And I don't know what the reasoning was behind it. Find but they out. had they had very strict, you know etiquette at the table and they had to do that and some of that she passed down and some of it she didn't but the whole thing about what you just get something no, in your head you I start did. laughing i did because earlier you said something about someday i'm just going to be eating jello and talking about <laughs> etiquette so we've been eating a lot of jello and so the kids evelyn makes the jello she brings it to the table and i'm put whipped cream on it okay and brian goes and gets a straw and he eats his jello with a straw. He and does? He does. And he slurps it and he makes loud noises. And I'm sitting there <laughs> livid, like livid. And then the kids laugh and they go get straws. And I'm like, Brian, Brian. what's wrong with drinking their, drinking your jello? <laughs> I mean, it was like, but, but here I was being the strict 28 times chew, you know, get your spoon, so eat you it, did no big noise. Mama stuff. I was doing big mama stuff. And here's dad, you know, having fun with all the kids. Yeah. Why can't we have fun at the table? So we're not so like, I don't know. Can we have fun at the table? With proper etiquette? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, there's a limit. Obviously, there's a limit. I do want my kids. We used to practice at home when we sat down for dinner. I would say, okay, kids, we're practicing right now fancy restaurant manners. And they know that what <laughs> so funny. They're all adults now and they still remember fancy restaurant manners. But we would practice at home how to have these proper manners so that when we went to the restaurant, they knew what to do. And right. My kids were angels when we were in public because we practiced at home. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you know anybody that practices that kind of stuff at home? Because I don't know anybody else that does it. My stomach's growling. Can you hear it on the air? No. <gasps> it's because you want a Big Mac bowl. I, I do want a Big Mac bowl. Will you make me one? <laughs> I'm still waiting for my with charcuterie venison, board. With that venison. What venison? venison? With you, venison. Do you have a, venison? Do you have venison? Yes. Did your husband get a deer? Well, like last year or something. Really? Ian did. Oh, yes. Oh, Okay, that's a side point. We that were is, talking yeah. about, yes. Res I don't know what Reservations. We do, yes. yes, we do. I mean, I don't call it practice restaurant stuff, but what we do at home, we tell them, if you do this at home, you're going to do it in public. You're going to do it around yes. other people. And if you keep belting at the table, you're going to embarrass yourself at a restaurant or around other people you that know, you don't want to do this in front of. Belching is something that is really offensive to some people. I mean, I had brothers so i was used to it but that's oh. something that's really offensive to people my sister could belch the alphabet really? to a t oh yes <laughs> yes talk about manners right oh yeah. wow i i don't know we work on that stuff we use cloth napkins every now and then really i make sure yes i make sure because they're a lot easier to to wash and tend to than 
Oh no, I'd rather throw it away. I just want to throw it away. I work on place settings. Okay. I can understand place settings. I used to make my kids practice that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, we do pray before we eat, but it takes a long time to get everybody to the table. So one way that we encourage healthy eating is you can go ahead and eat your salad while you're waiting for everybody to sit down. And then when everybody's here, we'll pray. So people will eat before we pray and before everybody comes to the table. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at a memory. Oh, do tell. Um, My girlfriends and I get together every once in a while and eat dinner. And one of the ladies... She's usually pretty hungry by the time we sit down. So she always picks at her salad. And one of the other people was like, Where you haven't prayed yet. And I'm like, I said, I'll go ahead and eat with you because I know we're not going to go to hell just because we're picking at our salad. <laughs> so I like immediately just kind of squashed that. So now it's a joke that whenever they put the food in front of us, we always pick at our salad because we're hungry and well, forget the prayer. We get the prayer afterwards. Yes. <laughs> I want it to be intentional and not ritualistic yes do you know that they used to pray after the meal and thank god for what they had eaten Ooh, interesting but i think know. in america we pray for healthy food and then we sit down with burger and fries yeah and ice cream we and pray over that and, big yeah. neck and milkshake i prayed it'd be healthy yeah it doesn't work what that it way. nourish our bodies well <laughs> that's the thing is lord please bless this big mac and fries and a shake and have it nourish our bodies. No, it's not. And then you laugh and gorge. But anyway. (laughs) No, what you do is you get the supersized Big Mac meal with a Diet Coke. Oh, is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) So I used to work at McDonald's. That was, wasn't my first job. My first job was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, I know my parents did not like, I was 14, 14, got a job. And my parents would come pick me up, dead of winter, windows rolled down to and from work because my coat smelled like grease, like oh, chicken grease. Yeah. Oh. I know. So we had to throw away the coat when it was oh. all said and done. And I can picture that coat to this day. Was I, it a parka? No. Oh, it wasn't? No, it was pink and had what I would have called flannel, but it wasn't really flannel. It was like a fancy flannel and okay. it had a scarf that matched. And it was oh. the cutest thing. I loved it. But it smelled like chicken. Smelled like KFC. I don't mind KFC, but when I was a kid, there were two places I would not eat at. I would not eat at KFC because I opened up the chicken one time and saw veins and I was like, I'm done. And then the other one was I worked at Burger King for three days and I swore I would never eat there again. (laughs) Three days? Oh, do tell. There's a story behind that. Three days. Okay. So I grew up in a family business. I worked in my parents' business ever since I was little. I was doing inventory, and then later I worked with customers, and I put stuff in the computer, which when the computer started. But there were things I did all my life in the family business, so I knew how to work. Well, I go to Burger King, and I, because I want to get out of the family business, right, and work for somebody else for a change, and I go in there, and I tell them about all my experience and think, they'll put me on the register because I've been using the register over here. No, they're like, Go clean tables. And I'm like, okay. So I go clean tables because they're going to move you up, right? That's what they say. They're going to move you up. Well, that's all I would do. I would clean the tables and he'd go, go back and clean the tables. I'm like, I just cleaned the tables. And it was like, why am I working for you if that's all that I'm doing? And I would get it done quickly because I was a fast worker. But then they wouldn't give me anything else to do. They never trained me into anything else. Three days. That's all I did for my whole shift was clean tables. I was like, I'm done. Like, so you decided you were better than that. 
It wasn't about the cleaning of tables. I didn't mind cleaning the tables, but I wanted to do other stuff. I wanted to advance. I wanted to learn and grow. And they were not going to do that with me. So what was there your was next plenty job of after people. that? Do you remember? Uh, let's see. Well, I went back to work for my parents, apparently. Uh, I actually went to a convenience store and it was an ice cream slash convenience store mm-hmm. plus gas. And I did that for a while. And then I was a bum pretty much. I went back to college and then I went in the Marines. Okay. And I had a job in the Marines being a jarhead. Three days at Burger King. Three days at Burger King. I also did go, I, there was a farm up the road and I would go pick strawberries because they pay you by the court that you pick. Yeah. I did eat some of them too. Um, there were, I mean, there was little things I did here and there. I did some babysitting. Oh, don't, I'm not Babies, a good babysitting babies. person. Babysitting nope. was not my thing. No, it's not my thing. I, I don't mind kids, but uh, I wasn't going to do it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. No, I, I really did work in my parents' store more. I just did stuff. They were like, go sweep the shop. Okay. I didn't mind what I was doing. Right. But, you know, I, I was looking for advancement. I wanted to learn more things. I, I was, a, you know, looking to grow. And, you know, three days of just cleaning tables. It's, didn't that, cut it for you. They didn't really need me. Honestly, because, but there was no place else. So the place was busy. They needed help, but they wouldn't put me in. He, the manager was just too busy to, to give me anything else to do. So. Are you still bitter about it? Do I sound bitter? I don't know. You keep bit. talking about it. <laughs> Listen, I got a better job now. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> you've, you've, yeah. What's the oh most unusual stars. job you've ever done? Most unusual job. Like, like I said, I started working at 14. I had to get a permit, mm-hmm. permission from my parents, and then go to the... Never had that because I worked in the family business. City. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Didn't matter how many hours. I still wasn't getting paid that much, but I had a roof over my head. <laughs> there you go. So the first job was KFC, and then I remember another job was Shaver's Ice Cream. Oh. And I worked at the ice I cream shop. I worked at an ice, ice cream shop, too. I quit soon after... Because, this is so embarrassing, I wore fake nails. Uh Uh-huh. And one time I was scooping up ice cream and handed it to someone. And then I went to wash my hands and I was missing a nail. (laughs) I couldn't find my nail. I know, right? Pick up your jaw off the ground. Oh my gosh. Are you so, kidding me? Was it in it the ice cream? It was embarrassing. So late, I mean, I was able to find it later in the, in oh the ice goodness. cream. So I was like, oh thank you, goodness. Lord. It was not in that person's <laughs> cone. Oh my but gosh. It, I know, I know. That's the only thing I remember. I didn't, I was, I've never been fired from a job. So it wasn't that kind of a thing. I just was. I've been fired for some great jobs. <laughs> really? Yeah. I know people that have been fired from really great jobs. Well, I'm not saying it's not about being fired. It's just whether it's a good fit or not. It's a learning process, right? Sometimes it's not a good fit. And that was my cases, probably. Other times it was just people who had an agenda. And it was like, okay, th- you do you and I'll let you deal with that with God. I feel like I want to know more. Well, sometimes, okay, there's been a couple of times when... Were you kicked out of the Marines? No. Okay, just checking. No, I have an honorable discharge. Okay. Honorable and fast. Like, get me out. Anyway, I I have gotten fired from a couple of jobs where somebody else has taken over and they kind of clean house and you get sucked into that whole thing. Okay. So there was one job where I, I was... I stayed for a while, not, not very long. Longer than three days? 
Yes. Yes. But after the transition, you know, they had to get to know people to see who they wanted to keep. Right. And then they started cleaning house. But I, what I don't like is that the way that the state works is that they can't just fire you because, well, they can, it's an at-will state, but they always have to come up with all these excuses because they're afraid of getting... A lot of documentation has to be had to let somebody yes, go. But right. in my case, there wasn't documentation. There was no conversation that anything was wrong. They just said, this is something that's wrong and you can't do that anymore. And I said, okay, I won't. And it wasn't horrible. It was just, right. I was giving the wrong procedures. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, we're letting you go. And then I knew because it wasn't a life or death, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just their excuse. Right. And then they let me go, which I was quite shocked about because I did a good job at that job. And the last guy who was there really liked what I did. And he was very complimentary about my work. They were just cleaning house. Another time the company was bought by another company. And I have always had a problem with, I don't want to say self-righteousness, but when I see people doing something blatantly wrong and they get away with it, I say something yeah. <laughs> like, like that's just wrong. And I can't respect you because you're doing it wrong. And I wasn't really a great Christian back then. But anyway, I, I was pretty, pretty out there and said, that's just, that's messed up. You're not treating people correctly. And that is, that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. And they didn't keep me because of the turnover in management. So I wasn't the only person who got let go, but I was because I made people mad. Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, another time it was um, really poor management and the person who took over really just didn't know how to manage people and made a habit of firing people and a lot of really like big lies, big lies and a lot of firing. And it was just a really bad situation mm. like you shouldn't have been managing um, and I'm not the only casualty of that one I know a lot of people actually that that actually kind of went through that so there's been some great jobs I've been fired from fantastic but all of them led me right here to shine FM it's true I straight up told God I was not going back in radio I've told you this before right and then he's like sure go ahead go work for Mark for for just marketing. You go ahead. You go over there to the radio station and just do marketing. Yeah. And then later. The laundry list of do responsibilities. You know, exactly. Do you know that I just celebrated seven years at Shine FM? Really? On the 14th of March, I hit seven years of being wow. here at the station. So that means at the end of April, I will have hit seven years on air. Can we have a party? Can I get my charcuterie board finally? Guess we'll have to wait and see. He tried to give it to you the other day. He did, he wanted to put another coat on. I'm not going to I'm not going to finish the project. You wanted a coat of food on it. <laughs> versus just he the board did, itself. Isn't but, it beautiful though? But he did say, okay, so back up. So your husband tried to give me a charcuterie board that he made, which I do appreciate. He made it out of wood. He made it from the wood of that tree. But the thing was that he said after I said something about, yeah, I'd like to have it with food on it. Um, which was a hint to both of you. But he also said he needed to put another coat on there. And he was like, you can go do this other coat. And then I realized I would never do another coat. So he said he would do the other coat. But you have to keep seasoning it? Kind of, to keep it. You mean it's going to be work? Oh, my stars. Yes, it will. <laughs> It'd be no different than when you shine your shoes, which you probably don't, which I don't either. But you, I don't understand what he's putting on there that I would shine on. It's a protection my 
for the food yes. that doesn't get into the wood. It's like when okay. you have a wood cutting board. And you have to keep doing that? Well, yes, not like every day. Depends on how oh, often you... I'm going to get a present that I have to have instructions for. <laughs> I do want it, though. Don't let him forget to give it to me. He's got it. Okay, because I I really am going to make... Well, now they have these beautiful wine goblets that have charcuterie stuff in them, and I'm like, that's a deal right there. Why can't we just do that? They do? Well, I had sent this to you, and you were having phone problems. But yes, there's a there's a Facebook page, actually, where they were showing... They, instead of putting them out on a board, they do them in beautiful glasses. And it's really cool. And then you can do individual charcuteries. So food in glass? Yeah. Charcuterie stuff. All the stuff that you would have put in a charcuterie board, you put it in the glass. It's really cool. I'll have to show you pictures. Yes, please send them to me when my phone's not misbehaving. And when, are you, when is your phone going to stop misbehaving? I don't know. We've had problems here in town with from the is, rumor is mill. It, is it really all that or is it just you? Because the problems are over. No, it's end. never me. It's always everybody else. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably get off of here. But yes, all I don't know if we really had a topic for today. So no, sounds this good. Was, no, this was fun. It's just coffee and girls. And now I got to get something to eat because I'm like super hungry. You want a Big Mac? Just kidding. Let's go get a Big Mac. And we'll send Ooh. that picture to everybody that we're eating a Big Mac. How about Not. something from Burger King? <laughs> no. It's because you showed up and you thought you were the queen of Burger King. That's not true. All right. I was a wonderful employee. Wonderful. Says the girl who was fired three other times. At least. At least three other times. All right. Fine. Have you never been, you've never been fired from any place? No. How many places have you worked at? Quite a few. Because I've worked at a lot of places. I lots. did work one day at Gold Star Chili. See, one you beat day. my record at Burger King then. That is true. And honestly, I wish I could remember why I left. It wasn't fired, but I left. And all I remember is one day standing back and they had this big vat of spaghetti. And it was just disgusting. There's a, there's a movie of a of an old woman on her bucket list wanted to swim in noodles. That's what I felt like this was like. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? It was an Adam Sandler no, movie. No, Swim and noodles. That's what this, yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's why I Those are left. things that would not be on my bucket list. Yeah. Swimming and noodles. Okay. With that note, say goodbye. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.